Aloha, everybody. This is Jennifer O, and my co-host is back this week. Aloha. This is Kaleo. I'm finally out and free. <laughs> yeah, and we're freezing, and I'm sure you all feel very, very bad for us, but it's like 63 degrees 63 degrees this morning, which is chilly here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. People in the mainland are going, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, but there's no heaters here. There's no heaters in houses. I don't know. If anybody knows that, but everything's like no insulation, no heaters, so the 63 degrees just comes in your house and it feels like you're camping. It's kind of weird. It is chilly. There's a, if you're used to it, it's 20 degrees below what, you know. Normal. What normal is, yeah. So anyways, today we're going to do a show on, um, everybody should, uh, should probably know by now, or most of you know, uh, that my book has been released, Soul DNA. And it's been like a long time waiting for that to be released. And I have a lot of questions that are asked to me a lot of times or they're wondering about the book and and how it came about and and why, you know, how it can help people and that sort of thing. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about that. Um, there's many different chapters in the book relating to uh, different areas of your life. You, you have things about creation, uh, universal laws, happiness, law of attraction, uh, relationships, uh, what happens when you pass over, intuitive um, chapter. There's many, many different uh, chapters that really cover, I think, uh, something for everybody. I like the way that um, the book reads because each chapter sort of builds upon another one and it's very simple and it's very applicable to people like myself that aren't, aren't extremely intuitive. I, I do have my, my, my moments <clears throat> like the old gut feeling that I should have listened to or sometimes I listen to it now. But the way that it builds from you know from one chapter to the next, introducing the reader to just uh well soul DNA. Right, right. Well and so I was gonna talk a little bit about that. Um when I I am a channel, and I don't know if anybody knows what that is out there, but because um, it's not talked about very often, although there's many channels out there. And what that is is that means that you basically can tap into uh, spirit information, and they really can talk through you or um, give you a ton of information that you tap into. You sort of merge spirit to that sort of thing, and you just start receiving much it can be many musicians are channels um artists are channels that sort of thing so i'm a writer that's a channel um many writers are channels so what happens is when you merge with those spirits you get information that that you uh wouldn't otherwise just kind of just happen to fall upon it's just a uh, spirit information is what it is and when you learn to connect in with spirit in that way you can really get some really valuable information in my instance i use it to ask questions and to get more knowledge um, on areas helping us living in the physical plane you do your channeling a little bit there's different types of channels and some people channel a certain spirit guide uh, or two and that's all that they do 
and and some people actually get kind of taken over, if you will, or allow the spirit guide to talk to their their body. Uh, Abraham Hicks would be an example, right? In a sense, uh, yours is a little bit different, though, isn't it? Uh, well, the way, the way that you channel. I can do it both ways. I actually do merge um, when I'm doing books such as this, and that I have a council that I deal with, and I don't talk about it very much because I don't think that that um, really matters. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matters who you're getting the information from. It doesn't I don't need to run around saying, "Oh, you know, I'm channeling this this council or whatever." Cuz to me it's a moot point. As long as you're getting the information across to everybody, that's all that really matters. And for some people that kind of freaks, like that. freaks them out, you know. So, um I don't want that to be a definition of what's happening. But what happened with this book in particular that I really love is people come to me all the time for psychic readings obviously, because I'm a psychic. (laughs) So anyway, they come to me, they call me, they want psychic readings, and I noticed over the years that people want to know, okay, where am I going to be in, um, you know, my love life? What's happening with my finances? What's happening with this? And I started realizing after years and years of answering these questions that it really was a moot point of where they were going, where they were going to be, if they weren't where they wanted to be. And so I started asking my spirit guides and and, uh, my counsel questions about that. The other thing was I noticed that people were very, very unhappy of where that they tended to be in life, and it seemed like a lot of people wanted to be something different as far as career or, um, and, you know, this wasn't always something that they uh, said to me it was something that I very much noticed that they were talented in one area. They tend to suppress it and not go that direction because they thought they couldn't make enough money at that area. you know. And unless I specifically addressed it to them, they were like, oh, yeah, I used to love to do that. that I really, really used to like to do that, but I haven't done that in years. And, you know, I couldn't do that now. And, and I could see the direct correlation of that changing their vibration, whether it be, you know, they're a chef, an athlete, a an artist of some sort, and there's a difference. There's a difference between what you're really passionate about and what you're talented about, talented and gifted at, and there's a difference between what your mind thinks that you should do. And when that happens, I noticed that it causes unhappiness because most of the people go with what their mind thinks that they should do, and that's when they sort of shut down their intuition and that sort of thing. So, that being said, I started asking a lot of questions, and um, you know, I started getting a ton of information, not realizing that it was the information that was meant in the book. And um, my, the title was given to me immediately a few years ago, and I wrote that down um, and emailed it to myself because I didn't know where to keep the title. That I, I knew it was for something, but I had no idea it was for a book, and I didn't want to lose it. So. Uh, then as that over the years, I, I would get chapters of information and I would write and write and write again, not knowing that they were chapters. And after I had written about probably five, six chapters, I started realizing it was for a book. So the information was compiled into this, this book. And I like to talk about it. It seems like a reference guide to me, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's something that, um, people can refer to. I noticed when I had some, what do you call that, the readers ahead of time, the editor, the um, proofreaders, that's what I want to say. I noticed when I was giving it to the proofreaders, everybody that was proofreading it had a different chapter that resonated with them. 
Yes. Depending upon where they are. Depending on where they were in life. So it's really a book that um, I believe you can, it will resonate with pretty much anybody. And age didn't seem to matter. No, not at all. No, it didn't didn't seem to matter if they were in their, you know, teens, 20s. um, Teens love the book. Yes, they do love the book. And men. Men love this book, which I I think <laughs> is really I'm laughing great. because you know men are are known to not tap into and their so, intuitive exactly. so much unless they're your husband, of course. But um, yeah, yeah, that only to, took a few years. Yeah, <laughs> he does it well now. <laughs> it it takes well. yeah. Well, men, you know, it's, it's kind of like the don't ask for directions kind of thing. Right. Uh, but it's all in there, and and uh, it's, a, it's it's an easy read. It's not you know you don't have to. Anybody can read this book and understand the information in it. That's one thing that's very, very good about that, which is I'm sure what your guides meant and your your um, your counsel meant is for it to be understandable and usable, so it's applicable right away. Right, and that's actually one of the things that um, I really wanted to strive for, which came across with the guides and that sort of thing, is because I noticed that um, I, I'm a fan of The Secret, don't get me wrong. I think that that's a really great uh, movie and book. But I I noticed um, even when I was reading and watching the movie and people that I knew, it felt like it left out about usable information. And there's been a lot since then about that, trying that, to that's people true. It, upon that. Right. And so it felt like it was missing something, and uh, it felt kind of hard mm-hmm. or unrealistic or unbelievable. So when I did Soul DNA, I actually, not only did I just put the channel information in there, um, we did a number of different things. It, it's a it's a thinner book. It's not, it's not a big fat novel or anything. We did it so that it was easy to read, um, that there were stories that correlated to the chapters, mm-hmm. like stories that correlated to the universal laws, the spiritual health, um, you know, the laws of attraction, the intuition, so that people could understand how that would relate to their own life. Right. And I think that that makes it a little bit easier when you go, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah. open-ended that way. It's almost like uh, you insert your life in certain situations or, you know, fill in the blank right? Uh, kind of a thing. So it's very uh, applicable that way uh, for people in any situation. It helps people connect the dots. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing, too, is uh, this is all not exactly, it's not a very voodoo-ish book. Um, You know, what it talks about is what if you were never taught limitations as a child? What would your life be like now? Um, Because what happens is you're built with this soul DNA. I'm going to go into this a little bit more um, before we take any callers here. But what happens is everybody's built with soul DNA. And in your soul DNA, it's something that um, that you have with you from the minute that your soul is created. So it's not just this lifetime. It's over many, many, many lifetimes ago. And in that soul DNA... Um, in the book, it'll talk about the many things that you were given in the soul DNA, these strands. And in these strands, you were given, um, you know, the gift of free will, um, happiness, uh, different things such as that. But you were also given and created very uniquely individual um, gifts of whatever your passion is. Uh, people don't understand that when they really, really love and enjoy something, they think it's just that it's of interest to them. But it's of interest to them because it's in their soul DNA. So they were gifted with some knowledge and different things of whatever your passion and interest is. And what happens when you follow that, 
is you vibrate at a higher level. You connect in with spirit. Uh, when you vibrate at a higher level, you're, you're connecting in with the universal laws. You're connecting in with the other side. You don't have to even know about it nor care about it, nor care about if you're connecting in with the universal laws or you're connecting in with any spirits or any of that nature because all that does when you vibrate at a higher level, if we really want to talk mainstream, all that does is it makes life easier going forward. It makes things flow to you when you think about them. It makes all life uh, tend to just be easier. When you go away from your gifts and your passion and things that were gifted to you in your soul DNA, when you go away from that and you go with what your mind thinks you should do, and we talk a lot about this in the book about the separation, the physical lives and the, the universal lives and how to bring that back together, when you start dealing with the mind and the physical laws and things that you were taught and when you were taught you can't do this and there's not enough money and you can't do that for a job because you're going to how are you going to feed yourself um you know that sort of thing it, you know it life's harder you you run into roadblocks your vibration is a lot lower you don't bring things into your life the same way that you would do when your vibration's higher because it's an energetic thing. That's actually a quantum physics thing that also can be measured. So it's not just a metaphysical thing. And you're taught limitations by other people who are limited and who are not happy. This is not a natural process when you're taught limitations in the physical laws. That is a taught process. Your natural existence naturally quickly links in with the universal laws and how you're feeling about things as far as your intuition, your guidance, knowing that things will always work out. There's way more trust. You lose that trust when your teachers, your parents, and everybody tells you that you cannot do something. You start thinking that they're telling you um, that they wouldn't steer you wrong because why would they steer you wrong? They're adults, you know. They're going to try to tell you something that's uh, to help you in life, right? Mm-hmm. So we all think this. So you you start to be guided that way, and the further that you grow up, you you start to lose memory of the other side and what you know to be true. So when you read this book, um, and I have a funny story about that. People teaching their children different things. When you read this book. Uh, you will have to be prepared to sort of just have an open mind in questioning what you've learned so far. And it's not controversial, though. So it doesn't. It's not a book. I don't believe that you that anybody has read or will read and be like, oh my God, that's so far fetched. It's ridiculous. It's all. It's written in such a way that people read it and go, oh, that makes total sense. I remember that feeling or I have that feeling and they can really relate it to their life and that's what's making this book so successful. So, but my husband, and um, he had to go to the mainland one time and this is a very good example of teaching their children about different, um, you know, limits and, and how people pass that all down through the years and then create more adults to pass it down to their children and so on and so forth. And um, when he was going to the mainland, he ended up sitting next to a woman who I think was in her 50s. And for some odd reason, as people do when they're passing time, they start talking about their children. And um, she talked about seeing her children and what they were doing in life. And she asked my, about my husband's children and they got on the subject of my son. And, and as you know, my children were always taught um, to absolutely follow their passion and what they love, love to do. Um, money comes as a result of that. You don't follow money because then 
you'll constantly be grasping for it. And my husband had mentioned that he was um, interested in MMA, which for any mothers out there and for you, knows that this terrifies me to my very soul. <laughs> I absolutely do not want him to do this, but I have to put my want for him beside, and I need to let him flourish and follow what his want for him is. And by the way, MMA is mixed martial arts. Yes, for those MMA. Who may not know what that right. Is. And so that's another hard thing, which to any parents listening or anybody out there listening, um, one of my head last quotes uh, we talked about is a lot of times people want for other people uh, what they don't want for themselves. And, and parents tend to do that with children a lot of times. And, and no matter how much it bothers me, I need to let him fulfill what he's passionate about. It's, it's very, very important to his soul and who he is and to his success. So that being said, um, he this is what he wants to pursue, and, and um, he wants to go to Brazil and train again. Terrifies the daylights out of me, but, but he'll be fine. And um, the woman sitting next to my husband looked at my husband and says, how is that going to put food on the table? And I... <laughs> It, you know, it shocks me in a way because I, it, I I forget that people think so heavily like that out there because we don't do that. And my husband kind of smiled and he says, we don't teach our children to follow money. We teach our children to follow their passion and money will follow. And I was just like, oh, yay. <laughs> Go Dave. Dave, is that you? Yeah. So, um, you know, that was really an amazing um transformation for my husband over the years because we had always thought he was going to go to college to play football and um he's he's taken a different route which he's very passionate about and he and he comes alive when he puts he talks so much more it. time into it yeah right I, i've seen him and, and it's it's a lot different than his football career was. well and one of the things that i want to touch on with this in particular is something that people struggle with in their own lives or they watch their children do he was very gifted at football, and um, yeah. he played it for many, many years, and he struggled with that internally and began to get migraines and migraines and migraines, and he had them during the season all the time. And he was struggling with the coaches because he wasn't enjoying how they were choosing to run um, certain things or whatever, and he felt, you know, conflicted about it. And when you begin, begin to feel conflicted about it, even if you, you're really good at something, it will cause internal turmoil, which causes you um, a lot of times some physical issues. He began to get migraines. When he moved away from that because he was um, uh, wanting to play some type of athletic sports, but he wanted a more individual sport and he loved martial arts, when he moved away from that into the martial arts, better fitting for him, he's still in his passion, he's still in athletics, but he's in a better environment for him, no migraines. They're gone, and he lights up in a different way. So anybody out there who's choosing a career um, that they are, you know, passionate about and they're loving it, but they're feeling like they're getting some physical issues with that, you really need to check your environment because you we're very mobile creatures, and we can we can create our life the way that we want it to. You know, we don't. Um, I, I have this caller on here that I'm I'm going to take real soon, but. Um, one of the things that's really important in this book that, that I am sort of shocked and dumbfounded at, but I, I'm going to make it my mission to help people understand the power that they hold. 
you really need to understand how much power that you have over your own life. I mean, you never underestimate what you can do and where you can go by just heading in that direction and and starting to trust the universal laws and getting back to your soul DNA and what you were gifted with. If you can just start to remember, and it takes little bits at a time, especially when you're really ingrained into the physical world, you will begin to feel yourself back in balance again. And um, I like to talk about that because people talk about, people, whether they believe in intuition or not, they always talk about gut feeling. They know that there's such a thing. And whether you believe in any of the stuff I'm talking about or not, everybody says, everybody knows that they're in balance or out of balance. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Right? Yeah, it's pretty. They say, yes, I feel imbalanced. No, I don't feel imbalanced, or I feel out of balance. But they have no idea what. But then, part of the limitations, which is a big chapter in your book uh, about limitations, part of that is you know people believe that the, that solutions, because of being taught limitations, have to be much larger than they usually are. Now, some some solutions do take a lot of work, but most solutions really aren't don't have to be as large as, as, as we have been taught that they have to be. No, it, they can be very simple, right. very simple solutions. But on, the, but on that note, when you really become on the line of the universal laws, sometimes um, when you're wishing for something and wanting to go one direction, it comes way bigger than you could have ever imagined, too. So it right. kind of plays in both ways. We're going to take one of these callers. Um, and by the way, I, we are taking calls on this show. Uh, if anybody wants to call in and ask a question or has any questions about soul DNA or any of that sort of thing, we have an area code uh, 609 on the phone. Aloha. Hi, how are you? Wonderful, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Excellent. Yeah. What can we help you with today? Well, I just have a relationship question if you see anything for me. Okay. Um were you, are you were you currently close to being in a I mean was what was your relationship in the past because it almost feels like you're not completely single somehow were you just in one or or kind of sort of trying to get in one what's happening well, with that I just reconnected with somebody okay yeah because it's not I'm not feeling like you're energetically um what I feel and see you're not entirely single <laughs> So um, I feel like this is, is this somebody, um, This is a, when you say reconnected, it's obviously somebody from the past, correct? That's correct. Okay. Um, and I feel like you're really, really happy about this. That's I am. Right? Yes, I am. Like you're almost giddy excited, yeah? That, yes. yeah that's very exciting. I really yay. feel like, yay. <laughs> yay, a great relationship question. This is fun. A happy one. <laughs> So, no, I really feel like that's um, really going to go somewhere. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm really I happy. Really feel, yeah. <laughs> oh, yay. Well, great. So, no, I, I really feel like um, I feel like there's uh, actually, and I'm not just saying this because this is a show about my book, but um, there's a chapter in there about soul chemistry, and it's about relationships and when people have that. And um, it goes into more detail, but you have that with this person. So, and that's not something you see all the time. But I feel like you kind of allowed that to happen uh, because you were also sort of not really desperately looking. Does that make sense? 
Yes, I wasn't. When I first met him, I wasn't looking. I was just going to say hello and then dump him and move on. <laughs> but <laughs> you, Well, exactly, and I kind of feel like that's why he was brought to you is because you, you, you would like to be in a relationship, but it's not like you had to be in one. Your life seemed, you seemed whole and complete without one, and he's more of a compliment to it. And that's why this is relationship has fallen into your life the way it has. So very good job for you. That's a great call. Yeah, You're working I didn't really well. It. Yeah, I didn't expect it, and we just hit it off. And, and then it went downhill, and now it's going back uphill. So hopefully, like you said, it's going to go somewhere. Yeah, I feel like this is going to go somewhere. So oh. hang in there um, because, you know, you, we all have the ups and downs in our relationship. I've been married 20-some years and I'd be lying if I didn't say that happens. You just learn from it, and you learn how to get it back on track, right, you know? Um, yep. You learn how to work work through the ups and downs and how to do that in a, an uplifting manner, in a complimentary manner to the other person and putting your ego aside. And believe you me, girl, that is hard to do. So um, once you... Yes, I'm telling you, it really, truly is. It's kind of like, and I do like Dr. Phil is saying of, do you want to be right or do you want to be getting along? And, um, you know, you just have to learn to appreciate the other person. And, and don't lose that appreciation for that other person, um, you know, and, and just understand that it's kind of like a puzzle piece. You have to figure out how to work together, whether your opinions are, are, are not on the same page at that time or whatever. Um, but I do feel like it's going somewhere. So, Wonderful. Kudos to you. Good job. And oh, you enjoy that relationship. I will. Thank you so very much. Yeah. It really put me in the fire spirits. You're welcome. Thanks. All right. Aloha. Holiday. You too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was a fun call. So, I'm so happy. She is so happy. That talks, um, that is something that we go into. Uh, we get a lot of relationship questions, and um, people settle. They settle, and they search in desperation. It's, it's pretty incredible. I, you know, right. I'm, kind of, I'm fumbling over it even to, to think about it because uh, because people do settle, and they'll settle for less uh, just because they have fears about what may or may not be out there, so they don't open themselves for anything at all. Right, and one of the things that actually I think that people, um, it's in the happiness chapter of that book, but also people tend to uh, search for happiness all the time in all the wrong places, and they think that uh, relationships is a biggie, that they're misdirected. Mm -hmm. They think that if they if they have, if relationships in their life are going a certain way, this is really, really important, and it's heavily in the, the Soul DNA book, but if you think you're, that um, your relationship relationships with your children, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, I don't care who it is, your friends. Um, when people feel like their relationships are going good, they feel a sense of happiness. And when they're going bad, they tend to feel a sense of unhappiness, and they tend to put a lot of weight in how other people are reacting to them. Right. And that is a mistake. And you, if they spent that amount of time just finding what truly made them Pa or, you know, the passion there, what truly made them happy without any other individual, 
Like, so it didn't matter any other individual's um, attention to them. It didn't matter their opinion of them. It didn't matter anything of that. You have a gift. You have a passion. You have something in your soul DNA that finds you happiness, that really makes you have that amazing feeling inside. And it's usually related more towards what people would call maybe a hobby, a career, that type of thing. It's more towards something you do for yourself. It's um, when you, let's say you're a writer, when you when writers write, they get an amazing outlet and a feeling and a connection to spirit that is just such a great feeling that they want to continue to do that. that what, that's what makes them happy. And when you stay in that place, it doesn't matter if your spouse had a bad day or your kids had a bad day because you have that internal just really amazing feeling inside. Um, when you, if you like animals, um, when you're around them and you, and you connect with them and you talk with them and you, you nurture them, you have an amazing feeling. People search too hard with other humans trying to find that spirit connection and that happiness. And that is such a mistake because most humans that are around you, most people in the physical plane, they are so stuck on the physical plane that I feel them pull other people's energy down. And it has nothing, your happiness has nothing to do with other humans. It has to do with, with finding that connection in to make your, your vibration higher. It has to do with maybe um, maybe you're very good as an athlete. Maybe you're good at finances. Maybe you're good at, um, you know, I don't know, acting. Some, it's something, it, it, you know, it could be customer service. Maybe you're good with dealing with people but and making their day go better on a work level, you need to find that it, it it should never relate to your to your children to your to your spouses to your family to your friends because your happiness hinges on way too many exterior things that you absolutely have no control over that's where you actually disempower yourself you absolutely you disempower yourself because if you think of your happiness hinging upon these people. And what happens in their day and the way that they react to other people and the things that happen because of the choices that they made, oh, my gosh, you're at the mercy of a ridiculous amount of environmental things that you have no control over. And and it's crazy. And the funny thing is we do have another caller we're going to take. But the funny thing is if you concentrate more on finding that really great feeling inside yourself of, of something you want to pursue and something you want to do or that you've dreamt about doing, when you find that feeling in yourself, it tends to uplift others around you. So even if they've had a bad day, it tends to, if you stay focused in that enough, it will pull people up towards you. So it actually does a more amazing effect on your family and friends if you, if you just pay attention to that. Don't come down to their level when they're having a bad day or feeling upset. Just stay in your happy place because that will bring them up to you. And it doesn't mean you don't empathize with them. No, no, no. You don't get into their stuff. You don't get into their stuff. You stay focused on what you can do the best, which is within your own power. True. Um, Well, and then also you lead by example because um, I have many, many clients that I've taught this whole DNA stuff to um, over the years. And when their lives start changing around and they start going in a direction that they are so excited and passionate about, people start asking them, what are you doing? What's happening? How have you made this change? I, I want to do that. And and you really become a teacher. You start teaching them how to 
live their life a little bit differently. Now, now having said that, I know you're getting to another caller, but you said something I just wanted to point out to to the listeners and to everyone to be on the lookout because I've been to and seen some of uh, Jen's uh, preliminary soul DNA workshops. So be on the lookout for times and dates and places and such of her workshops. Right. We do, yes, I do do lectures and that sort of thing, and I also do um, intuitive consulting with the soul DNA, and that's what I'm talking about with my clients. Um, And, and again, yes, I am going to get to the caller, but that's a, you had hit on something else. When I receive this information in, and this is a really good point um, that you had brought up, when I receive this information in, um, I decided to start living my life purely this way. Because it was the information that's in the Soul DNA book was so intriguing to me that I decided, you know what, this really seems like some valid, simple information. And I want to see what happens if I start doing what it says. Because I didn't want to put anything out there, teach my clients anything of that nature, had I not tested it and seen what kind of results. So me and um, my uh, family who started with me, I started living my life. Um, according to this book, I started following the things that were in it and, and changing my perception and really, really jumping on board with this, this soul DNA. Really, I really started understanding even more, and this is not my line of work, guys, but I really started understanding even more um, who we are and what we are about, and I really threw myself into this. And as I did that, my whole life changed on a number of different yeah, levels. Almost like on a dime. Yes. Because I saw it. Yes, it changed so dramatically that people were just like, what the heck is going on? Like, this is crazy. In correlation to career, money, everything, everything that people want, it it changed so many things. And so I thought, well, this almost seems too simple. So I started thinking, (laughs) I really did. It it, it seriously seemed like, you've got to be kidding me. How can it be this easy? How how have we missed this all these years? So... I started teaching it to other people because I thought, well, maybe I just got it a little bit more since I had channeled it in. And so I began to teach clients. And I have a few clients that have worked with me from the beginning, and I kid you not, they their their careers, their personal lives are have done a 180. They are literally my biggest cheerleaders. They have brought many more clients to me because people seen some stuff in their lives turn around that they could not believe had changed, and so they're asking them, what's happened? What are, what have you been doing? And they were just like, I'm seeing this girl, Jennifer, you know, um, that sort of thing, and this is what we've been working on. She's been teaching me. And so they started calling, and I'm seeing results now off of clients, and this has been going on as the book was being, um, you know, in the process of being published. So before it even got to you guys in the public right now, we had been testing it on ourselves and, and um, clients and seeing just insanely incredible results. And it's not getting somewhere you don't want to be. It's getting to where you are so incredibly happy and thinking, my God, I, this is my life? Like, this is amazing. And so that's where this book – and then when I wrote the book and I began to write that stuff down, also my intention was, with this was the book is eleven ninety five, eleven ninety five, And you can get this book on Amazon. You can get it on Barnes & Noble. You can go to your local bookstore and ask for it. In Kailua, they're going to begin to carry it um, in the local bookstore here. And you can go and order it in. And so sometimes people can't afford to do a one-on-one session. They can't afford to come to Hawaii to do workshops. They they can't afford to do a session 
um, over the phone, but you most people can find 1195 um, to go ahead and teach themselves. And so it was another way to reach way more people, whether you're in um, a U.S. or not in the U.S. or wherever you are globally, that you can order this book and really begin to see a change in your life the way that we've all seen a change in our lives. It's really, really been amazing, and it and it's inexpensive. So um, we have another caller that I want to take that's on the air here. Area code, um, let's see, 602. Aloha. Hey, hello. This is Janet from How are Arizona. You? I'm I'm good. Nice. Yeah, um, I was just caught the tail end here of your show and this whole DNA, um, when you're dealing with your children and, and they're they're young adults and they tend to suck the life out of you, how do you know when it's <laughs> time to I only laugh because I have both. We both have children about that age. Um, so how, when they tend to suck the life out of you, how do you deal with that? Yeah, what do you know? Do you let them go? Do you keep, you know, because I know they need my help, and then to some way, you know, I need a little bit of their help. But I don't know. I'm, I'm in one of those moods today. I'm just being drained, and I'm just. Well, you know, one of the things, the thing that drains parents and people is when they really try to want their children or other people, and you may want to go back and listen to the beginning of the show. I don't know if you caught the part on my child. No. But, um, yeah, you you may very much want to download this later because it's an interesting story correlating to this. Um, You know, you may want to, what you need to understand and what people do when they really become drained from other people is, they want your expectations are wrapped up in in kind of wanting your kids to be okay and and do certain things right so mm-hmm. you 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 want them to do certain things and when they're kind of bucking that or going another direction from where you think that they're going to be okay then it really sucks a lot of energy out of you because you start getting frustrated and upset and you see this amazing potential in your children and and you see that and you just you've always wanted for them to be happy and okay because we always want that for our children but what as a mother and a parent that by the time that they become young adults you've basically instilled into them how they're going to cope and handle life so what you really need to do is you really need to let go and make their own mistakes or make their own successes and support them in what they do and want to do. Now, for instance, one of the things um, that people don't understand, which becomes hard is, uh, and when you'll go back and listen, is um, one of my children is, is doing something I totally see her doing, and the other child was picking a career that scares the living daylights out of me, and he's still in his young, he's 16, 17 years old. And it is a mother, is really hard for me because it scares me on a, when I go to my mind. But, you know, children are really in touch with their soul DNA. Young adults um, and young teenagers and children are very much in touch with who they are usually and where they want to go in life, and they usually naturally follow their own intuition. So we have to step back and trust that they are going to follow their own intuition. If they make mistakes, they need to know that we're going to be there for them, but at some point in time, you have to trust that they're going to make the right decision and that they're going to go the right direction because they usually know a better direction for them than we do. And that is so incredibly hard as a parent. I I kid you not. 
Um, like I said, my son, the minute he turns 18, he thinks he's heading to Brazil to train. I, <laughs> yeah, and I, it scares the living daylights out of me, but I I have to trust um, that, you know, I've instilled him with some, some good things about, you know, safety and that sort of thing, but he's he's following his intuition, and I have to support it. As much as it kills me as a mother and as much as my mind wants to go, no, you know, don't go do that. But, you know, we really have to want what's best for them more than we want what's best for us. Wanting but when, for is them. It when, they, when you feel like they depend on you too much and it's time for them to kind of pick up the pieces and depend a little bit more on themselves too. Well, if in that sort of instance, you, you're not doing them any favors by um, lingering on. It, it's really time. And I feel like in your instance, it's really time to wean your children because I feel like that you you must have been a single mom or something or you had to raise them well, really heavily on your own. Well, my like husband passed away about four years ago. Okay. And, you so, know, so, being 100% parents like, then, difficult. Yeah, but it also felt like you did some compensation there, you know, trying to help. Yes. I mean, it feels like, does that make sense? Yes, I so, did. Yes, and, and don't feel bad about that. You know, don't go, yes, I did. You know, I shouldn't have done that. You know what? You did. You felt like it was the right thing to do at the time. You did what you did to have to get through, but you did that. And and, and don't feel bad about any choices you make in the decision. Feel good about the choices you're going to make in the future. In the future, you just decide that you want to see them as productive, amazing adults and that they really are capable of doing that if you allow them to be and start weaning them off of the help that you give them because you really want to keep some of that energy for the second part of your life that you're getting ready to enjoy and live, you know. And they'll be okay with that. At first, they'll kind of buck that a little bit and and feel like, well, what are you doing? But I, I promise you, those children, yours in particular, as a psychic reading, they're they're more capable than you realize. And as a mom, it just is hard to do. But really, you will do them a favor by doing that, and they're going to be fine. So, um, but we just have to trust that they're going to be okay. And you know, may, don't maybe cut them off cold turkey, but start. You know what I mean? Start getting them yeah. prepared that you know yeah. you really need to move on to this next phase of your life because you've given them. Um, you've been gone through such emotional turmoil um, over the last, uh, well, four years, but I even feel like it might have been two years before that, uh, yeah. that you you really have given all, and given and given and given and given and given and given and given. And so now it's time for you to regroup. You got the kids basically raised and start having more fun because you've seriously put your fun on the back burner for everybody else. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna it's gonna be okay. They're they're really strong kids, but yes, start to wean them off. And and mom, don't judge them for the choices that they're gonna make because I do feel like that a few mistakes may be made, but that's how they're gonna learn and that's how they're gonna become more productive adults. And if you don't just you ever stand by that, that they blame us for some of the some of the situations they go through. That because I've been getting some of it. It's like. I can sort of been hearing, you know like, what? well, because of you and because you didn't do this and this, this is why my life's like this. And it's like, I'm so tired of hearing that. It's like, you know, why, why do you say that, that? That may be where they're at, 
but you don't need to fall into that, and that's really their stuff to deal with. In fact, if I was you, I would get all of you guys my book. Uh, you should read it and then throw two at them, and um, you'll start. You'll realize the stuff on happiness because it doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter. Um, I can tell you for a fact, happiness is a choice. I have a huge. Huge. It was actually a gift of God that was given to us when we were created. And it, 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 we can choose to use it or we can choose not to use it. And they just use as a, they use you as a scapegoat. So instead of dealing with some things and trying to be more productive on their own, it's easier to blame mom. But you know what? They can blame you all they want to. You, you really, from a psychic point of view, you really did a lot for them. And mm-hmm. there's no reason, no, you should, you need to let go of the guilt. You did really wonderful job so just allow them their anger and whatever and just go just mark it up to they're too mentally immature right now to understand life on that level and that you really did a good job and start feeling good about how you did don't even don't even argue with them about it just internally no you know what i i really did a good job i pulled through that really well and i'm proud of myself and they they're entitled to their opinion but i'm not going to let that affect me anymore because i have a lot of things does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense because I do feel like I they're they're lucky they had me. Not <laughs> so, I mean, exactly. They exactly, they're very lucky that they had you. And just because they don't see it doesn't mean that you can't walk around your house going, you know what? I did a really great job when some other people would have fell apart and and not done such a good job, and I did it on my own, and I had the strength, and I had the power, and I'm really proud of that. Whether they see it or not, I feel good about what I did, and that was the time that I needed to do, and now I'm going to do some other really cool stuff. And they can figure out life on their own. I'll be here if they need me really desperately, but other than that, I'm not going to fall into their miserableness because I'm ready for some happiness. Okay? That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a chapter you. on limitations would be huge for you. Yeah, there's a chapter on limitations and some stuff in that book. And like I said, it's not just because the show's about this book, but I really, truly, the reason I truly wrote this book is for people like in your situation and even people like in your kids' situation. There's so much information in there to sort of not make you understand and take responsibility um, uh, for your situations like your kids. But it also gets you from here to a really amazing future. It doesn't just make – it really brings the power back to you. It really makes you start feeling like, wow, you know what? I really have a lot of control over this life. I really can make this amazing. And it t- teaches you how. It really, really empowers you. So it may be something you want to look into. I will. I will definitely look into okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, you, well, you have a wonderful – Yes, and walk around your house. I want you to walk around your house all day telling yourself, you know, I did a great job. I really did, because you did. Okay, great. I will. Thank you. You're welcome. Aloha. Aloha. Okay, everybody, um, this ran a little bit long, but uh, it's the end of the show, and join us next week. My book, Soul DNA, uh, it... You, there's a like page on Facebook, so you can go in and like it. Um, I am getting ready to run another uh, contest with that also. And it's on Amazon? Uh, the book is on Amazon.com, on BarnesandNoble.com. You can order it at your, at your local bookstore. 
There's a web page for it, soul-dna.com, and there's a Facebook page for it, so you can join all of those. Just in time for Christmas. Yes, a really great Christmas presents. And um, as we noticed with the callers that we had today, it really it fits so many people in so many different ways, and it's such a Very really personal. versatile uh, Christmas present. So, um, everybody, I was... It was a good show today, and we'll see you next week. Aloha. Aloha. Mele kalikimaka. <laughs>